Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome to Dream Job Ready. My name is Dane Sharp. I'm your host and my very special guest for this episode is Fred Shabesta, who's the founder of Finder. Please note that the opinions of guests are their own and not those of the companies they have worked for. Fred, thank you for joining the Dream Job Ready podcast, mate. Awesome to have you on here. Let me start off with asking, how are you doing? Doing great. Thank you for having me on. Um, Hope everyone's hunting that dream job. Mate, there's, uh, there's plenty of need for it now, as, as you're well aware of. It's been a, a rough 2020. Mate, first of all, just before we get into it, congratulations on, uh, I guess, the success and the growth and everything in between uh, with Finder. Um, no doubt there's been a lot uh, that's gone on over the 15-odd years, I think it is now. You know, can I ask you really quickly, is it still a dream job, first and foremost? Um, and second, for those that um, aren't, completely aware how did it all get started i think i'm fortunate enough to uh, be able to combine some of the things i like you know technology marketing and sort of finance all into one place and um i, I kind of got started um by just sort of building building websites because i i liked it and i was um, building a, a gaming uh, website. I used to run a, an Age of Empires clan. And so I built a clan website. Um, and um, that inspired me to learn design and those kind of things. I just naturally like to do it. Um, and, you know, we sold that, um, uh, those websites to other people. And, you know, that sort of set us on that journey. And I think it's always been an area I've enjoyed. You know, I think my role's changed a lot over time. Um, you know, a lot. So, uh, you know, I don't know this idea of dream job. Um, I think it's more an evolution and a constant questioning of what you like to do and what you're good at. And, you know, I just, just always go towards that and I guess try and find really incredible people to do other, the other parts that I'm probably pretty weak at and stick to just, you know, what I'm kind of good at and, and sort of roll from there. Mate, and I hear you, and, and that's my consensus starting this brand is um, I really don't think there is one dream job. You know, if you're lucky to have one for the rest of your life, good on you. But, yeah, for me in my career, from what I've seen, you know, people such as yourself, it's, it's iterations. It's what interests you at a certain day or month or year or a certain company or another that um, I think is, you know, keeps the fuel burning and keeps that excitement happening. Mate, there's two things I'd love to chat with you about in this episode um, and also happy for you to drive the narrative as well. So please uh, guide me as you will. Number one is obviously really keen um, to 
kind of talk about how you've developed as you've touched on there personally and professionally throughout your career because I know that's going to be invaluable for someone that you know is is about to do that next um, and then secondly um, you know what advice you have for the listener uh, that is tracing their dream job uh, and, and I'm going to drill you on this specifically at Finder as well I think it's really interesting um, I'd love to start with number two if we can um, probably go a little bit less chronological um, I'd love to know from you what advice straight up you've got because uh, I know and I've seen on your uh, on your LinkedIn for Finder and I'll, and I'll read the quote, we are always on the lookout for great people, so please check our career pages. I'd love to know straight off the bat what makes people great uh, and successful at Finder. So I think there are a couple of sort of attitudes and behaviour. I think, you know, when it comes down to it, skills, you can kind of learn and, you know, there's lots of internet guides and tutorials and books out there and that's really a commitment to self-development and growth and that's just kind of, half of the course um you know i think there are a key couple of attributes and behaviors the first one i think is proactivity so i don't um tend to give the address of the interview out to people you know if you can't go on the internet and look it up and find it then you know you're probably not going to survive a finder um the second thing i kind of look for is i guess what i call grit which is um you know, can you handle hard knocks? Can you handle getting thrown around? Can you handle chopping and changing and adjusting and adapting? And I think as an organization, we're quite good at that, quite good at being adaptive, you know, finding new gaps, you know, and hitting them quite hard and fast. That's kind of essential to us as an enterprise. And, you know, we all bond on that. You know, we have our third value. We've got five values. Our third value is go live, which is, you know, we have a bias to putting things live on the internet and we love going live. And I think that's, you got to have that inside you. You got to be like that, and that's what greatness, I think, is is part of. And the last one is you've got to aspire to greatness. If if you don't have a bigger vision of yourself, and if you don't think that um, the current version of yourself is not is 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 anything other than just a simple moment in time, um, what I look for is the the future potential of who you'll become. I don't look at people who they are today. I look at the person that they will be. And I believe and have faith and trust in them growing and aspiring to be that person. And if you want to do that, then I think we're the environment to make that happen. And, you know, I think a lot of people, um, that's a big question, right? That's a big ask. And there are a lot of companies where you can join and you can do your thing and you can, you know, um, stay there for a long period of time and continue to um, have long periods of service and um, aspire, or I guess, you know, go up the ranks that's not really, I think, the best, you know, person that might be suited to find it because I think this company is constantly changing. It's constantly evolving and growing and stretching. And, you know, pretty much the role you have today is probably not going to be either needed or probably extended or changed in the future because it's such a fast growing company. And so you've got to be able to handle that. And you've got to want that as opposed to and lean into it as opposed to expecting that the, that the runway is set, that the path is clear it's not going to be clear. It's going to be bumpy. And if you're comfortable with that, then, um, you know, you don't become a sailor in smooth seas. And if you want to become a sailor, we've got a rocket ship you can come and join. I'm curious to know, is that a, do you think that's a skill set of yours being able to identify um, who has that key aspiration? Because I think, you know, most people probably want to be great, but I really think it's interesting the aspiration to be great, the enthusiasm and, and that, you know, hardcore grit to be great are, are two different things. I 100% agree with that. Do you think that's a skill set of yours being able to kind of identify those that do have it 
Yeah, I think I do to some to some extent. And I think you know a lot of the people that have joined very early on, and a lot of the, the early people I hired, for example, into the US team when I was you know over there, and you know also into Finder. Um, they have those feelings and they have the skills and that, and a lot of the other people afterwards as well, because you set the tone, you know, you, you know, you set the tone from the beginning and then people who are after you, they, they hire people like them. And so they tend to, you know, it continues on and, you know, we're trying to become a, you know, a company of giants and hire people that are bigger than us constantly, as opposed to, you know, a company of dwarfs, you know, you, you don't want to hire someone, you know, that's less than you because, that, that's, that's a, that's a, and that's a tough thing to breed and a tough thing to, to cultivate, but we celebrate that at Finder. And I think that's probably how we go about that. I think people who can attract in great people as well, they tend to do you know, really well in Finder. And I think they obviously are on a personal growth and, and a, a pathway of self-development. And, and I think you know, that's a hard thing to go and cultivate and establish, but, and sometimes we've got it wrong. Um, but we've gone and refixed that. And after we fix that, it has a massive upswing and, and things tend to feel right inside the company. And it's just kind of our views. Other, other companies could probably operate with differently, but they're, they're kind of hard and fast yes and no's from us. You know, I tend to ask a question like, you know, do you love to win or hate to lose? And if you, if you, if you say, well, you know, I don't mind, I love winning, but I don't mind losing from time to time, you can probably go on someone else's team mm. because I'll take the win every single day no matter what. And, you know, that's just, that's just how we are. And we don't, we don't sort of, you know, apologize or, you know, you know, some people don't like that. And we have some fairly strong language and if you're not up for it, that's cool. You know, but if you are and you want to hang around people like that, that's the kind of people we attract. No, that's, that's great. And, you know, culture is obviously so critical. Um, and I, I think there's a lot of companies that do lack it. Um, and it makes it in, in many instances, a better transition for someone coming in quite quickly to work out is this me or not and you know for sure there'd be people that hang around too long even if it isn't them just to try and get through it but you know if you're making a point of difference by really you know in black and white saying this is our culture you know that's going to cultivate that and one of the questions I want to ask you is as, as you've grown and expanded into I believe now six countries you've got offices has that been an easy thing for you how have you maintained that uh, with all the different um, I guess personnel that you've had to acquire across those different countries yeah, it's not been easy uh, and it took, you know, we probably got it wrong a few times and then we fixed it. Um, I think it comes back to um, having some pretty strong shared and understood behaviors and values and um, hiring the right people that, that, that uphold that and um, make value-based decisions. And that sounds kind of, you know, cliche to some extent, but it's, it actually starts from there, I realize. And, and, you know, I think some companies that have values that hang on the wall and no one knows them. Um, but I think at Finder, like we talk about them every day. They're, they're woven into the company. They're, they're in our lexicon. And once you see that and experience that, you're like, oh, I know what that is. I know what's valued in the company. And that's why we use that language continuously. And I think, you know, that's a, that's a, that's a challenging um, sometimes thing to get across in some cultures because, you know, I think, so, so I'll give you an example. So, so in the Philippines, um, we found one of our values is being straight up and, and, and a lot of people will just agree with you and, you know, you'll ask straight out to their face, what don't you agree with this? You know, what's, and they don't want to, to do that. That's not what they're taught in their culture. They're taught to respect their leaders and, you know, not, not directly confront and, and, and that's taken a while to sort of, you know, find a happy balance between, I think, you know, you take 
say the, the UK and the US, the US is extraordinarily direct, you know, very to your face. And if you then talk back, you know, directly and say the opposite, they'll actually respect that even more and be comfortable with that. Whereas, you know, in the UK, you're kind of a little bit more passive and polite. And you can, you can kind of say stuff very, I guess, indirectly, but it can be very strong. And, you know, that, that sort of tends to work a, a little bit better. Um, you know, and I think, I think that's just, just being culturally sensitive to um, the evolution of what those values mean. In, in our Poland office, you know, they've taken a lot to, you know, the go live attitude and the celebration and they've made videos about it. And some have taken, you know, differently to different um, values and they mean a lot to them. Um, you know, I was just there in, um, in February and I just didn't realize how powerfully they interpreted some, you know, the fifth value of mastering your craft. And I just didn't realize how much it meant to them. But now after being there, I was like, Oh, I see what that means. And, you know, now I understand the translation, you know, from their side. And, and, and I think that's what you just kind of need to be. It, it just took me a while to sort of understand that. And I think that's great uh, for any listener to know that you're still, you know, learning and picking stuff up as you go, even, um, you know, where you are in your career. I want to just jump back to the first thing you mentioned for, you know, keys to success around proactivity, because I love that, uh, especially how simple, um, but challenging probably for some people, how simple that first task you throw to people is like, I'm not going to give the address, work it out. Let's, let's get real critical on that. If I'm sitting here as a listener going, I would love to work for Finder, I'm eating up everything I'm hearing right now of what I've seen and you know, using the product and the platform, I love it. How, where should I be proactive at the moment? Where's the opportunities that are, are sitting for you know, a potential employee that are uh, you know, outside the normal job descriptions or job titles that we've seen in the past with your business? Um, I think you know, any role of Finder, you can make what you want of it, right? And I think it's about being proactive. Um, so I think the more creative and alternative you can be in getting people's attention and standing out from the crowd. Um, and that's the kind of people we want because we want you to do that for us. Um, so we make it hard <laughs> um, on purpose. Um, it's hard to get a job at Finder and you're going to go through a lot of interviews and you're going to meet a lot of people and you're going to get asked a lot of tough questions. It just is what it is. Um, but, you know, people remember the, if you can do something alternative, if you can stand up, if you can, I guess, be remarkable, that tends to go a long way. What is remarkable to you for, for someone? Is it, is it the ability to come to you and go, you know, I haven't worked for you, but I've got a pretty good understanding of your business and here's three things, here's three ideas I'm going to throw at you. Is it that kind of remarkable? Even if they're off the mark, you know, is it the proactivity you're looking for? Or is it more just, you know, I'll soak in everything you're going to throw at me and I'll address it as best as I can on the fly and, and, and you know, be adaptable that way? Or a bit of everything? <laughs> I think you're right. You know, all the finders on the internet. Yeah. It's all there. Yeah. Um, there's, you know, there's um, lots of literature on the internet if you Google it. And I think you can, if you can see the problems we're experiencing and what we're trying to address and what we're trying to do, which is, it's all there. Then interpret that and um, figure out if you were the owner of this company, what would you do? How would you solve some of the problems you could imagine we would be experiencing? And that initiative 
and proactivity is they're they're the they're the people that I want to speak to those people. Yeah, I've got a lot of time for those people. I think in any role, being a great like it's okay to be a great writer or a great public relations person or a great salesperson. That's nice, and I think that's sort of step one. But what I'm looking for and what we look for in Finder is can you be great at selling Finder? Can you be great at writing for Finder? Not another company. Master the art of Finder itself. And I think that is the, the skill that's, that's, that's tough, right? That you can interpret yourself. Like, I don't want to, I'll give an example, right? I don't want to meet the, 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 you know, someone who's written um, articles or, or press releases for Microsoft you know, for the Xbox, because you don't really have to write a press release for an Xbox. You could just put the product on the shelf and people will write about it. It's, it's, it's not like that. You don't, you don't write press. You don't have to go and hunt down press. I want to meet someone who's gotten press for the sandwich shop down the road and got the Wall Street Journal to cover it. Like, I want to meet that press person. I, I, who are they? Who's the person who every week writes you know, like five articles for the industry, um, um, you know, industry magazine or website that covers milking machines and makes it interesting and relevant. Like, wow, that's a hard job. You know, I want to meet that person. And so, so it doesn't necessarily, like, I think a lot of people, you know, worry about which companies and names they come from. But I think it's, to me, that's not, that's, that's sort of a, uh, a great thing but it, it can be but it also can be it can teach you bad habits where um you just assume that people will write about you that people will take notice that people will care when most of the time the world you know the darkest place in the world is right next to the spotlight and what's remarkable to me are people who can get that spotlight to shine on them that's really cool, mate. And I think there's, you know, for me, that's one where I'm, I'm going in my mind with that is, um, you know, the opportunity for someone to come in, certainly from a challenger brand or that underdog mentality is, is you know, do you consider yourself as an underdog and a challenger to a, other businesses? Like, is that part of that? Yeah, you know, um, they used to not let me in the building and now look at us now, you know? Yeah. We're on the rooftop. Um, but, um, you know, we still love being that outsider you know, love trying to start from nothing. And we don't expect people to care. We need to earn that. And that just comes from the University of Hard Knocks, right? You know, I know how quiet it is and how easy it is to get forgotten. So continuously starting and, and, and recognizing that there is zero entitlement. You have nothing. You, the world owes you nothing. You know, that's something which is deep down seated and recognized inside us. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. An interview I did with a lady named Blundine Jean-Paul, uh, who's in the States, and her resume is amazing. I connected with her many years ago when she was uh, head of marketing at ESPN. She's worked with the New York Knicks, Heineken, Diageo, like amazing brands. But even within those companies and brands, one thing that's always fueled her is she's always had jobs that are the more challenging jobs. You know, when she was at ESPN, she talked about how they were about to shut down the ESPYs, and she had to kind of revive that. When she was at Diageo, they put her on the you know, quote unquote, worst brands uh, and she kind of had to revive them. And now she's actually started her own agency. And one thing she talked about was loving the concept of, hey, I need to fight for this and I need to learn from doing a great job, not just take it for granted that everyone's going to write about me and the product I'm repping, t- to your point. Um, so that's, I think that's really going to fuel some uh, some people's fire. Um, and I, I love what you said there about it doesn't matter necessarily what the company or the product you're repping today is. Um, you know, it could be, you still could be a great fit for Finder. Um, down to the detail, mate, I'm going to jump to our question of the week because I think it's really critical. I had a chat with um, uh, a student actually that I've been going back and forth with just sort of you know, trying to, you know, help out and has given me some great feedback of the podcast. One of the questions they asked, um, which I think is really relevant for you, mate, is within Finder, what's the makeup of, you know, your jack of all trades employee mm. and what's your makeup of I'm a hardcore specialist? Mm. So there's, there's Finder and there's Finder Ventures. So in Finder Ventures, they're much more, yeah, Swiss Army Knife, um, Jack of all trades kind of people. In Finder, it's evolved a lot more to being specialists um, because the roles are more established and understood. Um, that being said, there are new areas and there are um, people that do lead some of the, the, the creativity and changes. But I think, yeah, that's kind of the higher percentage would be in the Ventures team and the... Um, the more, um, I guess, specialist, uh, you know, in Finder, it's probably 95%. Gotcha. Okay, perfect. Um, mate, let's jump to you. I'd love to get to the core of what makes you tick to some degree. Um, you know, I don't want to sound cliche, the best advice you've been given, et cetera, but, you know, for, for the listener getting to know you, what motivates you? What's, what have you learned? You know, what advice can you pass on to that guy or girl out there sitting there going, I, I, I'm not quite in the role I want. 
Um, mm. I want to go out and get something new or something different or something better. Yeah, I think the first thing with that is I don't think the world is going to necessarily solve that problem for you. Um, the first step I would do is have, you know, take some time for yourself to do some deep introspection and figure out um, exactly who you are and what you're great at. What's your superpower? You know, what are you 10 times better than someone else? And I think in some way, if you can get that to overlap with what you love to do, that's the ultimate. Um, but there are, th th those corners exist. Um, and, and normally it's, you know, when you go to your desk and you're going to go and do something and the first thing that you naturally want to go and do, and you go and do that thing, that's, that, that's, that is somewhat part of your work, but probably sometimes might not be exactly the main thing that you're doing. Um, but I think that thing Go and do that. Go and find somewhere that will give you the opportunity to do that all day, every day, forever. Whatever that opportunity is. Um, and, and not all of it's going to be like that. Some, you know, but, you know, if you can get a good chunk of it to be like that, um, that's if you're unhappy, right? But if you're happy and you're doing that, then you're in the right place and you're crushing it, right? Um, so, and, and that's a different, different challenge, right? That's, you're doing what you love to do, but maybe you're not part of the right team. Um, or you're not, you know, the company you're doing it at doesn't quite, you know, I don't know, get it or whatever it may be. That's when you just need to find another company to do that. Um, and I would suggest don't go and hunt companies, go and hunt people, you know, big flashy names and dollar amounts raised and funded doesn't mean much. You know, it could be just, you know, littered with VC placed recruited people who were there for, you know, their professional mercenaries. Which is, which is fine. And some of those people are great as well, but some of those people, you know, you're not going to get that heartfelt founder feeling um, unique to, to, to some companies. And I think, you know, find that person that you want to work with, that you're inspired by, that you want to be around and figure out how to go and show them your value. And it may require you working for free. That's hardcore. But eventually your value will be, you know, correctly valued and you can have that conversation down the track. But I think do what it takes to, to find that person that resonates with what you want to do and who you want to work with and, and, and go after them. Mate, as a, as a, I guess, you know, boss of a big company that hires a lot of people that, and a lot of talented people, I'm sure. How do you approach, you know, I guess those people that are doing a great job for you, but also have that entrepreneurial streak where, you know, they, they potentially need to or should or want to go out and start their own thing. Do you uh, promote that? Do you promote it if they ask you? Like, how do you approach that? Um, you know, I think it's fine. I encourage it. Yeah. You know, go on that journey. And that's great. I think that you can learn a lot from that. And there are people who have left Finder and then come back as well. And that's okay. Um, it's just that time when you need to go and learn and grow and, you know, realize different things. Um, I kind I call that kind of tours of duty. Yeah. Um, and sometimes they work and sometimes they don't, which is fine. But when you come back to find a, you, 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 you come back with some different perspectives and you think more like a founder, uh, you know how hard it is and you kind of understand and fill in the gaps of why people are making certain decisions, which is fascinating. Right. So yeah, go for it. Awesome. I love that. Hey mate, you, you've come across someone that, um, you know, is sort of, you know, always dream job ready. Cause I, I've, I looked, I saw on your LinkedIn, you've got uh, multiple contributor call outs on there with the likes of, you know, the Australian financial review news.com.au Yahoo finance. Um, 
I'm sure you're already a busy man, mate. What, what motivates you to do that extra stuff and more, I'm sure? I think I try and give back as best I can and share the knowledge I've learned. And, you know, I think in some small way that, that, that way uh, I write about it. I don't know if I'm the best writer. I just try and get the ideas that I think are important out there and, you know, and share back the knowledge that I've learned. And maybe hopefully that helps other people and, and it starts to create, you know, a bigger and stronger economy in Australia, which is, which is great and fuels some of those startups. And yeah, I don't know. I think that's maybe the way in which I try and give back. And can I ask what you're ready for next in your, in your journey or what do you, what do you need to be ready for next? Um, I think the only thing I am um, always prepared for and constantly looking for is change. I'm looking for the new opportunity. You know, I'm very open and prepared to, to, to go for that and commit to that. So I've, I've learned to just be comfortable with, you know, what I'm doing today may not be what I'm doing tomorrow. And yeah, getting comfortable with that. And the other thing that, you know, we're starting to do is to, I think, get comfortable with a bit more, um, you know, taking bigger risks. That's, that's a challenge, always a challenge, I think, in life. But, you know, that's, that's sort of as we, as we sort of grow and take on bigger and bigger um, goals, we need to figure out how to balance that and, and emotionally reconcile that and, and find people, you know, you can, I guess, you know, trust and know that they are aligned and scale past you just yourself. I think that's been a, a massive challenge um, for me personally and it's something which I'm working on. Does that mean you're, are you an inwardly motivated, inspired person or do you also seek you know, inspiration, motivation from external factors as well? I, I definitely do a bit of both. You know, I run and I try and exercise and um, get focused um, through that, but I definitely enjoy and feed from other people's energy. And um, I give them energy and they give the energy back. That's why we've got the energy zone here. Um, which is just next to my desk. Yeah, for those um, people that are listening to this, um, Fred's standing in a very blue uh, and graffitied wall. I'm sure there's some inspiring stuff on that wall. But yeah, there's a big uh, logo that says the energy zone. And correct me if I'm wrong, mate, you just finished a few push-ups before we hit record on this uh, podcast too, right? So you've got to you squeeze them out. And there's a, uh, we've got a couch here as well. And if you can see, just to you know, bring the energy in. And, and I had this vision of myself kind of trying to cultivate that and inspire and challenge and and give energy and receive energy as well you know, you've got to be open to feedback and listening that's a that's another thing that's always super important and i was just about to say you, know, you can't always be up yourself either you can't always be 100 percent on uh so i think not only is it important to you know listen and take in uh from other people um you know and and, and contribute to that and collaborate that way uh, but I think uh, taking fuel and energy from other people is important as well sometimes to keep your energy energy levels up. Mate, uh, this has been awesome. Uh, I'm going to go back to, you know, three of those key items you talked about, proactivity, grit, um, as, a, as, as you said as well, handling those hard knocks. Uh, and number three, aspiring to greatness. Um, you know, I want that hit to, to hit home with any uh, anyone listening to this. Um, and I'm sure that they can uh, follow you uh, across, your, across your socials, especially your LinkedIn where you're quite active Matt, I really appreciate it. I guess uh, any last remaining words for any uh, aspirational uh, finder-to-be employee out there that you've got for us? If you look back in history, 
there are pivotal moments in time where things change and there are people who are um, have taken a long long time and are extremely persistent to sticking to their goals and they tend to um, create a movement and my submission is seek and find those people and don't worry too much about you know where you're sitting on their rocket ship just get on board and know you're on the rocket ship and soon you'll find your seat that would be my advice fred super awesome to have you as a guest on dream job ready mate i really appreciate it appreciate your time uh, and again huge congrats on on what finder has become uh, and I think more excitedly, um, the rocket ship venture that you're, uh, you're going to continue to be on. Thanks so much, man. It's awesome. I appreciate all the questions. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Want truly hydrated skin? Medocia's Body Care Breakthrough Hyaluronic Body Serum. It's clinically proven to increase hydration by 161%. It's lightweight, fast-absorbing, and delivers 24 hours of hydration for silky smooth skin without any sticky afterfeel. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order with code SUMMER at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com code SUMMER.